Welcome to the Eat Like a Mother podcast, where we take complicated topics surrounding hormones and metabolism and make them simple and applicable to your daily life as a woman. I'm your host, Castie Wellfell. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered to start taking radical responsibility for your health and lean into this body God created for you. Are you ready to eat like a mother? This podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not meant to be taken as medical advice. Please consult your physician before making any dietary or lifestyle changes. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Eat Like a Mother podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Stephanie Laurie and she is a registered dietitian who specializes in pregnancy. I know Y'all are so excited to hear from her. I am so excited to hear from her because she has so much wisdom to share. And so I'm going to let her take it away and we're going to go through and just talk about some things this episode. So Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, and why did you become a registered dietitian? Yes. Um, well, thanks so much for having me, Cassidy. I'm excited to be here today. So I decided when I was 15 that I wanted to be a dietitian, which I feel like is pretty young to know what you want to do. Yeah. And because I was diagnosed with high cholesterol and PCOS and, um, I wasn't the typical fit for like a high cholesterol. Like I was really active. I was a dancer. Um, I was young, 15, and my numbers were so high. So I started seeing a dietitian to see if I could naturally lower my cholesterol through diet. And so that's working with the dietitian myself got me really intrigued in this profession and just helping people. And it turns out it was like a total familial, like hereditary thing for me. So like even by being on a pretty strict diet for three months, my numbers actually went up. Um, so unfortunately, I mean, we've actually, I mean, since that was like 20 years ago, so <laughs> since we have a lot more knowledge on cholesterol, um, but that is what kind of got me interested in the field of nutrition by working with a dietitian myself, um, learning what types of people she worked with. And, um, that's what got me started and actually becoming a dietitian. So I went to college to become a dietitian. And then, um, I started this business almost four years ago. I, before that I worked, so I've been a dietitian since 2011 and I worked in a hospital just with adults. Um, I realized I really typically don't like working with adults, um, at least in a, like acute care setting, like when someone's already sick, because they don't really want the information. I felt like I was like preaching to people who didn't care. Like I wanted people to want to, you know, make a difference in their health. Um, and so then for the last like eight years, I was working at a children's hospital with pediatrics and I love that population. I actually do still work with infants, um, on their nutrition. So I also tend to work with a lot of moms after they have their babies and work with them on their infant nutrition. Um, but it wasn't until my second pregnancy that I started this business working with pregnant women, because from my first pregnancy, I realized like I had no nutrition 
Hmm. education or you know like I'm really aware of when doctors bring up nutrition because I'm like I you know what are you going to tell me I I kind of already know <laughs> um but like it was so minimal during my prenatal care and then I a lot of my friends were pregnant around the same times and people were coming to me with their questions because they're like I don't know you're a dietitian what do I do and yeah. then going through it a second time I was like yeah like just so hyper aware, um, and realize there's, there's truly a gap in this type of support during, you know, such a crucial life stage that we're in during pregnancy. And so that's when I started my Instagram account and started my business, really, really talking to and, and working with pregnant women. That's amazing. I feel like that resonates with me so much. I primarily work, you know, with people that are trying to get pregnant. So getting their nutrition in place, I'm not a dietitian, but it's just something that I like happened upon. You know, I started in this field going to physical therapy school. So that was like my bent was movement and things like that. But I kind of fell into the whole nutrition side after my first pregnancy um, because I realized there was so much I didn't know. Like I thought I was super healthy, but I had a really crappy postpartum experience. So all of those like really typical postpartum um, symptoms, like I lost all of my hair. I had super bad hives. I had postpartum depression and anxiety and all of these things. And I thought I was like, just ball in in the health department in that first well in my first full-term pregnancy um because I like I didn't gain a lot of weight I was super fit and active and all of those things but then after that like postpartum I was like I'm not doing this again <laughs> like this was so miserable there has to be something I can do differently and so I I've loved all the midwives that I've worked with but my first midwife said like she told me not to eat any carbs while pregnant. And so that like, I, I didn't really, I just ate a bunch of like lean protein and vegetables and things like that. And I felt like trash. Um, and then moving into postpartum, it was the same thing. Like I didn't feel great. So going into my next one, I felt a lot more informed. And so I think what you're doing is really great. So you, you answered my second question a little bit about, you know, what made you really want to specialize in pregnancy and pregnancy symptoms. When working with pregnant women, what would you say is the most common issue you see that might be contributing to their their symptoms? Um, okay, yeah, that's a really good question because um, you know, I just want to start out by saying that like typically pregnancy symptoms are initially caused by hormone shifts and um, genetics, like you can be more at risk for symptoms based on your genes. Um, however, those are things you cannot control, but there are things that you can control that can help improve or minimize or eliminate altogether some of your symptoms. And so that's my main focus, like control what you can control because, you know, of course there's a lot of things about pregnancy in general that you have no control over. Yes. And so, um, I also find that a lot of pregnant women want something to focus on because so much is out of your control that it's great to put your energy into focusing on what you can do for your nutrition. And so, um, one thing that I see that can actually 
make symptoms worse or not, or be the opposite of what's like helping improve your symptoms is the way that you're eating. So oftentimes when you are pregnant and you're experiencing nausea or low energy, a lot of cravings tend to be more carb heavy. Um, if you're really nauseous a lot, at least in the past, it was always like, Oh, make sure you have saltine crackers, you know, to nibble on. And yes, while that can be helpful, if that's all you can tolerate to initially just kind of like settle the nausea, just eating carbs can actually make your symptoms worse because it's making your blood sugar levels more of like a roller coaster. And the blood sugar imbalance is what can actually contribute to worsening your nausea. We want more stable blood sugars to help your nausea, help your energy levels. And so that's one piece is like, mostly people just go carb, 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 but I try to emphasize more balanced meals and snacks. So including protein, including fat, maybe a little more fiber, um, in easy to tolerate ways, you know, if you're having food aversions to meats and you're, that's just a common one. So I'm just throwing that there, you know, you're, that's a little bit harder. So it's like adding in foods or proteins that are a little more easy to tolerate, but that will help balance out the carb and keep your blood sugars a little bit more stable. That's awesome. I love the first thing that you said, you know, there's so much we can't control, but there's so much we can. I love that mindset because I feel like that's how I show up in my business because, you know, when we talk about fertility, it's a really sensitive topic and there is so much we can't control when it comes to conception. There's so much we can't control when it comes to getting pregnant and staying pregnant, you know, goes back to your genetics. It goes back to not just how your mom ate in when you were in utero, but how your grandmother ate. Like we have generations of things that we can't control. And so while that can be really daunting, I feel like a lot of people sometimes take that and use that as a way to say, oh, well, then I just can't do anything about it and say, oh, well, it's my genetics. So I'm just, I'm, I'm going to feel like this. And that's, that is what it is, but recognizing, okay, wait, there actually is, there are some things that we can control. So let's control what we can and then trust the process because you can do these simple things like balancing blood sugar. I love that you said that because that's, so huge in preconception health is balancing your blood sugar because if you don't, then you're not going to be producing progesterone or utilizing progesterone, which you need to get pregnant. Um, so I I just think that's great. So then on that, what do you think the role of preconception health plays in your pregnancy outcomes? You know, does it affect the severity of your symptoms? What are what are your thoughts on that? I feel like that's kind of a two part because I feel like your preconception nutrition plays a huge role in pregnancy outcomes. However, when it comes specifically to symptoms, Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there is necessarily like, I don't think that by eating a certain way pre-pregnancy, you can prevent your symptoms because again, that's typically due to like hormones and genetics, at least the cause of it. However, if you are really focusing on your nutrition pre-pregnancy, you've built up a good nutrient storage, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. in that first trimester, when you might not be feeling very well and eating the same that you did pre-pregnancy or, um, you know, 
eating much at all. Like, like some people, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to stress as much about the nutrition that you're taking in because you already have those stores built up from pre-pregnancy. Um, yes. for example, like folate <clears throat> is, you know, a very big nutrient that's important preconception because it helps prevent neural tube defects and the neural tube closes very early on in pregnancy, oftentimes before you might even find out you're pregnant. Mm. So in that case, like focusing on folate pre-pregnancy is really important. If you can, if you are planning a pregnancy, I know sometimes pregnancies are unplanned. Um, but so in that type of situation, it can make a really big impact, but in terms of like preventing symptoms from happening. I don't know that that's the case, but your diet, like just kind of understanding that like your diet might look different in early pregnancy than it did pre-pregnancy. Cause a lot of people come to me freaked out that they're not able to eat the same way that they normally do. And so I just want to let everybody know that's okay. Um, you know, you do what you can. And with that, you just, you know, have foods that you can tolerate and figure out what you can add to boost the nutrition just in maybe different ways than what you were able to tolerate normally without potential aversions or nausea stuff like that. I love that. Cause I feel like this mindset and I'm so big on mindset when it comes yeah. to how you show up to your health. Cause I feel like it drives so much of what we do, but I, I feel like this mindset really pays respect to the natural changes that come in pregnancy. Like you may not eat the same as you did before getting pregnant because you're not the same as you were before you get pregnant. Like immediately at moment of conception, your entire physiology changes. Like there's already all, like you said, hormonal changes, physiological changes, all of these things happening on a cellular level that are amazing and wonderful and miraculous. And so, yeah, you're, it's not going to look exactly the same, but finding those places where you can still nourish your body, not just say, oh, I'm pregnant. So I'll just eat saltine crackers or, you know, crap. I, I grew up thinking like, oh, you're pregnant. So like you just eat whatever craving that you have whenever you, whenever you have it. And that's your nutrition. I've learned now that's probably not the best idea. Um, but having having those ways, I think that's such a peace-filled approach because it's not cut and dry. Like this is exactly how you're supposed to be doing your pregnancy experience. I love that you explain it to where, you know, it's gonna look different for everyone. It's you know, let's just find ways to make it manageable for you and peaceful. And I think I think that's awesome. I love it. So what would you say would be your top three pieces of advice for women who are currently pregnant? Like experiencing symptoms or just in general? Let's do both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think if you are pregnant and experiencing symptoms like nausea, like heartburn, like um, low energy, um, First, I think just kind of acknowledge, like give yourself some grace because, you know, some of these things we can't really control, but the one piece of advice would be have balanced meals and snacks. Like anytime you eat, especially if there's a carb, make sure you have protein and or fat just to help with your blood sugar control, which can help improve symptoms across the board. I also 
practice from a place of addition or abundance rather than restriction. So focusing on what you can add rather than things that you maybe should or shouldn't be eating or foods you need to avoid, or, you know, even if it's just something that's not working for you right now, um, you know, what can you add in place of that? Awesome. I, I love that because it, again, goes back to just pregnancy being more peace-filled because as soon as you get pregnant, you're told everything that you can't do, like, don't eat this, don't eat that, stay away from these things. Don't be in these environments. Like you're, you should be put in bubble wrap and don't do anything. So you have a meal plan or a series of meal plans. Can you tell us a little bit about your meal plans, what they are, what they do and yeah, anything we we should know about those? Yeah. So I recently launched, it's the feel better pregnancy 30 day meal plan. And it is intentionally crafted with the mom in mind who is struggling with pregnancy symptoms, primarily um, exhaustion or, you know, or fatigue or low energy levels, heartburn and nausea. And so the meals, it's three meals per day and two snacks for the 30 days weekly grocery list. So you can have like, you know, something to cross off your to-do list. Um, Cause I know that can feel really daunting when you're just like not feeling well mm. and there are comfort food based meals and snacks. So um, which is what most are wanting um, when you're yes. not that great. And so there's um, substitutions for if you're having food aversions to like meats or vegetables, or if you're having heartburn, what can you substitute? And then also on the flip side, if you're feeling great one day, or you want to use this beyond your symptoms, there's ways to sort of level up your nutrition by adding back in some of the foods that maybe you were um, eating infrequently when you're just not feeling well. So it's created for, you know, the mom who just doesn't have the energy. They're also like very minimal to almost no prep meals because also cooking is a struggle when, you know, you're not feeling great and you just don't have that much energy. So um, they're just to help you feel better during pregnancy while, you know, boosting nutrition and easy to tolerate foods. For those of you listening, I will link that in the show notes so you can get it and utilize it. Um, before I let you go, I, and I know I didn't send you this, so you're going to have to answer this <laughs> on the cut. but if you could leave one thing for, cause a lot of my listeners are trying to get pregnant. They are in the stages of trying to conceive, navigating that. If you could leave one piece of advice or encouragement for maybe the mom who's not yet pregnant, what, what's something that you would say? I think by planning a pregnancy, you are at an advantage in the way of that you get to, you know, have this opportunity to care for your nutrition and care for yourself now. Um, I had PCOS for years and I was always told I was going to have a hard time getting pregnant. I thought I was going to, you know, just need fertility like treatments. And that was just in my mind forever. And, um, I was really irregular and got pregnant a month after I got married, like completely unplanned. And so 
knowing what I know now, I wish I had the opportunity to plan more for my nutrition and set myself up and my baby up for their future health, because that starts now for you. So just caring for yourself in that way, because I know it can be really stressful when you want something so bad and you're Mm -hmm. waiting for it. Um, you know, by focusing on your nutrition, your health, your mental health, your stress, your sleep, all of these things, that's something that you can do that's in your control right now. I love it. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time today. I so appreciate your outlook on nutrition, on pregnancy, on everything that you have to offer. Where can we find you? Is Instagram the best place for people to find you, to learn more from you? Yeah, Instagram is where I spend most of my time. So at pregnancy underscore nutritionist. Awesome. And I will link that in the show notes as well. So people can do all the learning from you. I know that I've enjoyed learning from you online. And so I want everyone to get everything that you have to offer. So thank you so much for your time. For those of you listening, we will see y'all next week. If you found this podcast helpful or encouraging, would you mind leaving us a rating or review? I love hearing from you. So be sure to shout us out on Instagram and tag me at Cassidy.Wellfell. And we'll be sure to shout you right back out. Let's get this message to as many women as possible. Until next time, friend.